Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. Hello. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm your Master of Ceremonies, your host for this hour of poetry brought to you from the Van Nuys, California studios of Poetry Superhighway, where the weather is extraordinary. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. You could go outside and feel great. I don't mean to gloat. I I hope the weather is nice where you are. I, I, for all I know, somewhere someplace someone is listening to the show and there's a blizzard happening or a tornado or a sharknado I don't know I don't mean to gloat I just I just want to tell you where I'm coming from right now it's a beautiful day in Southern California my name is Rick Lupert I'm I'm your host as I mentioned also the uh, editor-in-chief of Poetry Superhighway happy to have you with me on our monthly open reading and you're invited to call in and read a poem. The number to call in is 646-716-7362, or of course you can connect uh, uh, directly using a microphone connected to your computer, using the direct connect button or Skype, etc. However you'd like to connect is fine with me. Just connect in some way, please, with your poem. Uh, we have no content or style restrictions. Uh, we're thrilled to be able to have this forum for you to share poetry with uh, with everyone in the world. A couple things going on with Poetry Superhighway I want to mention. I just, I just realized today I was out, I was driving uh, home from the market, and I realized that next year is the 20th anniversary of Poetry Superhighway, uh, which the website in particular, the show, not quite 20 years old, but the website itself, 20 years old. Uh, which means there's going to be an extraordinary amount of exciting festivities going on in 2017 when we uh, when we celebrate our 20th year. What are those festi- festivities? You might ask. I don't know, but as soon as I think them up, I'm going to I'm going to share with you what they are, and then we will all know. And uh, it'll be so much excitement. I don't know. Buy buy loose fitting pants. That's all I can say. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, as you may know, also we are in the midst of our uh, annual poetry superhighway poetry contest, and there's actually just under three weeks left to enter the contest. The deadline to enter is sun is uh, October first at midnight. I think that's a Saturday night. I could be wrong. I could check that right now. There's no reason for us to just leave that hanging in the air. Yes, it's a Saturday night. Um, at midnight Pacific time, at that point, no more entries will be accepted. Uh, not only do we have to receive the entry by then, but either if you're paying via PayPal or Venmo, uh, we have to have received your entry fee by then. Um, and if you're paying by check, it has to be postmarked by that day as well. Not only does it have to be postmarked by that day, but we have to receive it by uh, uh I believe it's Tuesday or Wednesday of that week. So even if you send it on time, if you're if you're mailing it from far away and it doesn't arrive by by the the date specified in the guidelines, uh, and you're paying by check, then unfortunately we won't be able to include your poems. So October 1st is the deadline. We have over 300 poems entered so far. We expect a lot more to come in the last few weeks. This is kind of on par for 
where we are in the contest every year. Last year, we had over 600 poems entered total. 100% of the money taken in from entry fees, there's a dollar, $1 per poem entry fee, that money is divided up between the top three winning poets. Um, on top of that, uh, added to that prize pot, um, there's about almost 300 extra dollars donated by a few different sponsors who just wanted to, to chip in and make it a bigger prize. So you take the number of entry fees, um, say that's five or 600, you add the, the 300 or so to it, and that's the amount of money we took in. All of that money gets divided between the top three winning poets. 50% of it goes to the, the winner, 30% goes to the second place, Winner and 20% goes to the first place winner. Not only that, ladies and gentlemen, because we have many, many people enter the contest. So not only do we have the three top winners who will win that cash prize and get published on our website, <clears throat> excuse me, with their winning poems, but every single person who enters the contest will get a prize just for entering. At least we hope. We've been able to do that every single year thanks to the generosity of the many, 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 many people who have signed up as sponsors to our contest, to individuals, organizations, all of whom have pledged to donate prizes of specific interest to poets and writers. That's poetry books, subscriptions, services, all kinds of things like that. You can see the entire list. There's a ton of prizes uh, on our website at poetrysuperhighway.com. Click on the contest link. All the details are there on how to enter. There's a form you fill out, um, and then once you do that, there's different instructions on how to send your poems and how to send your payment, etc. And at the bottom of that first page, there's a long, long list of all the different prizes which have been donated. So if you enter, odds are you're going to get something just for entering. So that's pretty cool. <coughs> Excuse me. There's no minimum... Uh, entry requirement. You could enter with one dollar uh, for one poem. You could enter twenty poems. We've had we've had people enter forty poems into the contest. Um, regardless, uh, you will win, definitely win a prize just for entering, and you might even win the contest. So October first is the deadline. If you have any questions on that, feel free to call and ask. More than happy to clear anything up on the air um, as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get to our open reading. Again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. And uh, our first caller is from the 705 area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Awesome. Is this uh, Al Alex from Canada? It sounds like Alex from Canada. It's your friend, my friend. <laughs> well, good to good to hear your voice. How are things in Canada? Uh, the last few days have been pretty rainy, but today was sunny, so uh, not bad at all. Great. Well, How are things uh, in California? They're pretty good. As I mentioned earlier, the weather is, is, is absolutely perfect, and um, uh, things are going well here. So do you have a you got a you got a poem for us, Alex? I got a good one for you, Rick. <clears throat> it's okay. called Raindrops from the Clouds. I am so quiet, but my thoughts are expressive. When I sit in silence, I do in contemplation. Most often I keep to myself, but when I have something to say, it is pertinent to channels connected to mine. I just don't talk for the sake of speech. I have no wish to be annoying, nor a nuisance. When my words have bearing, they bring in a focus to accentuate a meaning, to define the ambiguous. I see this world clearly, not with make-believe lines, but with a dexterity that grasps 
the entire, not a partial view, as each has an existence, a section in a sidewalk, when pieced together, there is a blended cognition. For when one is able to see through another's eyes, a fuller understanding develops. With this in hand, an articulation presents itself with purpose, with an impacting gravity. This is why it's few and far between when I add my two cents. I share such wisdom like raindrops from the clouds. When under such an influence, I don't run for cover, but absorb with an open mind reflections from a savant and poem. It's a nice introspective uh, uh, piece there, Alex. A lot of times you read poetry about... Um, you know, external issues with the world and, and, and things like that. So it's nice to hear something uh, uh, more personal from you. Awesome. I, I, I was just guest speaker at an open mic um, at a library in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan on Thursday night, so it was really, really, really cool. They let me speak for 45 minutes, and then it was open mic for an hour and a half. So, And um, it, it was really cool. I opened up with a with a short story and I finished with a short story <clears throat> and I had poetry in between. And the first story I used was one that was derived from my true story from when we visited Sequoia National Forest last May and after doing an energy uh, meditation and sending energy down into Mother Earth, a dragonfly, a golden one, came to visit me and he was even singing with a vibrational frequency and from that, I wrote that story, and people were just like, oh. And I had the picture of the dragonfly, and they just said, unbelievable that a dragonfly would stay there for 10 or 15 minutes, hovering about a foot off the ground, about 10 feet away from me, and just staring me right in the eyes. It was a moving experience beyond words, Rick. It really was. What a great experience that sounds like, uh, to, to have that kind of uh, uh, instant um Connection with with nature, with uh, a living a living thing. Um, cool. It's a, hu- it's a huge gift, Rick, to have that affinity with the elements, with Earth's elements. It's just it gives you a greater depth of understanding and appreciation of who and what you are, and how you fit into your space on the wheel this time around, and how you just keep on going with your karmic path and go higher in ascension. Each life that you have, each step that you have trying to contribute and add more and uh, just bring a little bit of happiness and love into the world like John Lennon always tried. Cool. Well, it sounds like things are going great for you, Alex. Thanks so much for calling in and and uh, and sharing your work with us. Good to hear your voice again. Thanks, Rick. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Take it easy. Bye. You too. Bye. That was uh, Alex calling from Sault Ste. Marie in uh, Toronto, on, or not in Toronto, in Ontario, Canada. Toronto is also in Ontario, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Actually, it's there, relatively speaking, from here, unless you're there, in which case it is here. Thanks so much for calling in, Alex. Uh, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Please call in. Uh, we uh, we we would love to hear your poetry and what's going on in your poetry world. I forgot to mention this top of the show. We we play at the ha- we try to play at the half hour mark of our show a spoken word track, and I'm really excited. We we've got that coming up in about uh, a little less than 20 minutes or so. 
Uh, Ellen Maybe, who's a, uh, a legend of Southern California uh, poetry, a real a child of the beats, and um, but a living, uh, a creating poet today, um, who who's just really just a, a loving, wonderful person and poet who's who's been doing it for many, many, many years here in in Southern California. She has a new spoken word album. Out, which blends uh, which blends some singing with with a partner of hers uh, playing piano and singing in her words and it's really stellar and I'm very very excited to be uh, debuting a track from it at uh, in about 15 to 20 minutes or so uh, here on Poetry Superhighway Live so stay tuned for that um, our next caller is let's see a blocked number hello blocked number. Hello, Rick. Michael in Birmingham. Hey, Michael. How are you? I'm fine. Not on the cover of The Rolling Stone. On the cover of Vanity Fair. Now, I won't say the third line because that will give the readers, they can Google Vanity Fair and see who's on the cover. And hopefully they'll have the same. When I was walking through the periodicals section, and I, you know, the Vanity Fair happened to be up on the rack, and I was surprised, pleasantly surprised, to see who was on the cover, and it was someone you wouldn't expect. So it was like a juxtaposition, and it was like uh, walking and passing by um, a haiku. So it's like a found haiku. So anyway, I just thought I would um, mention that, and people might get the same had the same epiphany revelation that I did. Uh, the person who's on the cover has a new memoir coming out this week, and that's why it is that they are on the cover. This magazine featured them, Vanity Fair. It's not a person who you would normally expect to be on the cover because they're not a fashion model and they're not real high fashion tour, so to speak. Okay, well, I'm, I hope that maybe I might be the first to read her, but that's not mandatory because as we all know, today is the 15th anniversary, well, the 15th year remembrance of uh, September 11th. So I pulled up the September 11th form to read. And maybe okay. others will read September 11th form. Okay. Um, Go for it. September 11th, uh, uh, 2001 was a... Tuesday morning, and so then I projected a few days later on the 15th uh, what might be a reaction uh, from the, what had happened. So this is called 9-15-2001. By that Saturday morning, another small son, by that Saturday morning, another small son powers off the mighty Morphin Rangers, slams down the remote and demands, where's my father? He said he'd be back by now. By mid-morning snack, a loss of appetite for P&J, and the last he saw in cartoons are staying tuned for more make-believe superheroes as he changed stations, and searched with the rescue workers in HD on the big screen. 
Thank you, Michael. In the title 9-15-2001, next to that in parentheses, a song of experience, because as we probably know, William Blake, songs of innocence, songs of experience. So I imagine in that demographic, small sons uh, whose father wasn't realized father wasn't coming back home, it was a movement from song of innocence to regular Saturday morning to a song of experience. Yeah. Well, thanks for reminding us uh, about the day. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily want to make it a, a themed show because we didn't have a, a regular open reading last month. And but uh, certainly, anyone is who has something on September 11th, uh, a memory uh, or, or or something you wrote right around then, uh, you're more than welcome to call in and and share it. Uh, but I appreciate you uh, uh, reminding us of of that and the unique uh, nature of this particular day. I look forward to listening, hearing the uh, the, um, the spoken word track at the uh, midway point of the show, and it's good speaking with you. And I hope to speak to you in the near future. Uh, me too, Michael. Thanks so much for calling in, as always. Oh, by the way, quickly, I want to congratulate you uh, on the first anniversary, recent first anniversary of Haikuniverse. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's that, that's I, that's been a wonderful uh, addition to uh, Poetry Superhighway. Okay, well, have a, continue the rest of the show and talk to you in the near future. I'm glad I called in today to share uh, September 11th Remembrance Point. Me too. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, and thanks for uh, reminding me about that too. Yeah, we just uh, we we started a project just over a year ago called Haikuniverse. Uh, where which uh, you can get to at haikuniverse.com uh, or facebook.com slash haikuniverse. I think we're even on Twitter now. I think I set that up recently. I'm I'm sure I did. I don't know why I'm being coy about it. Twitter.com slash haikuniverse. Uh, we publish a haiku every single day chosen from submissions of haiku. Actually, it's not all haiku. It's short poetry, micro poetry, um, all around that length. And we really have a, a very broad uh, lenience when it comes to understanding what a haiku is. And we kind of acknowledge also that not everyone does. Uh, You'll probably see something on there which might be in the 575 format, but which you really don't think is a haiku at all. Maybe it doesn't have the right imagery in it, or uh, it falls into the category of pseudo-haiku, etc. So beware of that if you're a haiku. Haiku? (laughs) Haiku. Purist, uh, then uh, you might not like everything that we put up there, but uh, but then again, you might like the rest of it. So check it out, haikuniverse.com. You can you can see on the front page of the website the the haiku of the day, the haiku or sh- micro poem of the day. You can subscribe to our email list, the Haikuniverse email list, which is separate from the Poetry Superhighway email list, uh, where you'll get an email every day uh, with the haiku in it. You can like the Haikuniverse Facebook page where it's also posted. There's so many ways. Um, also, of course, submitting haiku, if you'd like to do that, or micro-poetry, you can only do on the Haikuniverse website uh, using that, uh, using the form that's there. And all the, ar- the entire archive is up as well. You click on archive on the Haikuniverse website, and you'll see everyone that we've published so far. Um, just what I needed, something extra to do every single day. Technically, I actually just do it on Fridays and schedule them for the rest of the week, so I don't feel too bad. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 951 area code. Hello, 951. Hello, Rick. Steve Braff um, from sunny, beautiful Los Olivos, California. Hey, Steve, how are you? How are you? I'm great. Good. Easy weekend. Thanks good for weather, etc. Yeah. Yes. 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 And yes. Thanks for hosting this, Rick. Thanks for all the work you do in poetry. I. Uh, it's 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 noted and deeply appreciated. Well, it's mainly just to keep me off the streets, Steve. But I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> that it's that it's. I, I would be wandering the streets without pants, you know, licking brick walls and just not not knowing, you know, what, you know, uh, screaming at buses. It, who knows? But, you know, oh, I can I can do poetry things. OK, well, let me try that. And that's 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 where we've landed. Well, well, well it's appreciated. Thank you. Sure. Rick, I have a, po- a poem uh, to share. The title of it is The Price Ain't Right, a, a very brief setup to the poem. Uh, it speaks to the, the, the challenges and a certain moral ambivalence of making a purchase at a vendor stall in India. And two words that might not be generally familiar uh, that would be helpful in the poem. One is malas. Malas are prayer beads used in both the Buddhist and Hindu traditions, much they're quite similar to rosary beads within the uh, Catholic tradition. Uh, The second word is rupees. Rupees are the Indian currency. So with that as an introduction, I'll just, I'll dive right in. The price ain't right. I don't know just how to do this stall. Small man's soul table, top full stop shop, prayer beads lie. Holy moly, mala, mama, rock, strung, hung, prize, those turquoise guys look alike, look a loose, plastic baby, maybe real, then deal. He leads 700 rupees long. I plead 400 rupees strong. Look at this, look at that. He's skinny, I'm fat. Split the baby, want it back? Wear it down round my wrist. Tight grip, full fist. Stone mine, walk away. A wondering, say, who won? And poem. Thank you, Steve. Sure. Nice job. I um, I'm 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 picturing a battle with a to the death, honestly, with a vending machine. <laughs> this was a vending human, and uh, it was uh, it really was uh, for me a moral predicament. Uh, in each of those encounters, it was nerve wracking, and there was always the the walking away, going, "Who won?" Because nothing is priced. Everything is uh, everything is a negotiation. 
Right. I, I remember being uh, in Jerusalem at the the marketplace in in Jerusalem and uh, where there's all kinds of stalls. I, I bet it was similar to some extent to what you experienced. Um, mm-hmm. And there there was a shirt I really liked. Um, and I thought, oh, I, I want to mm-hmm. get this shirt. And um, there, I misunderstood, you know, my Hebrew is, is, is nominal. And I think I misunderstood the the word i think he said 50 and i heard five and so i mm-hmm. five sounded sounded great to me so i <laughs> pulled it pulled out my five shekel coin right. and uh handed it to the guy and he got furious and took my arm you know very uh firmly and pushed me out of out of his stall um and uh so wow. yeah so you're right it, there there are no set prices even in that even in the the shops you know the brick and mortar shops that are there. It's uh, it's all a negotiation, as you said. And it's so curious because on one level they they have all the power because they know the goods and and the, the true value. In this case, there's allusions to turquoise stones. Maybe they're plastic. What do I know? Uh, on right. the other side, and I don't know that the poem captures it. Um, so if you negotiate and get to what you think is the best price and substantially lower than the asking there there's an, upon walking away from the booth a recognition of so i just saved five dollars for me the incremental value of that is about nothing for the poor gentleman behind the stand that could probably feed his family for three days so who won that yeah. tension was in me and I, and I don't know that you felt that tension in Jerusalem, I think that's unique to being in a terribly impoverished nation. Um, there was no winning. It was one of the real challenges of being there. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I didn't necessarily get the sense that these folks were impoverished, but um, uh, it, it's it's that's always I think the same thing when I'm, you know, when I'm tipping, you know, I'm thinking, OK, well, uh, let's see what's the right percentage here. And this is. Uh-huh. Uh, it should be fourteen fifty, but you know, oh, you know. But then I think, well, what what's fifty cents? You know, just round it up. You know, what's if I right. if I'm like struggling with myself about a dollar one way or the other, you know, I realize right. that I'm I'm the one who's losing. You know, right. So, um, right. But then Correct. again, you know, money you? money has different different value to different people. So, uh, you know, as you said, so it's uh, it. You can't you can't necessarily put yourself in the position of the other person, and it is a wonder who who won. But uh, there you go. Anyway, Steve, um, thank you very much thank for you. sharing that and, and the conversation, Pleasure. and uh, looking forward to talking to you next time. Good, thank you. Take it take it easy. That was a Steve Braff calling from Los Olivos, California. Um, all right, moving on. Six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from. The 408 area code. Hello, 408. Hey, Rick Rufin, it's Mary Easton. Hey, Mary, how are you? I'm good. I'm getting good. I um, Normally I take Sunday off and I try not to look at my emails, but I just looked at them and I'm like, oh, my God, Rick is having a show and I love your show. So I thought I would call in because I, too, late, as of only an hour ago, realized it was 911, the uh, anniversary and um, I also had a poem, if you don't mind, if I read it, if that's okay. Oh, I don't mind. I also just want to say our shows love you as well. Oh, thank you, Rick. 
Remind us where you're calling from. Oh, I'm sorry, Rick. It's San Jose, California. San Jose, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not nearly as cool as where you live because I know you always like to ask about, like, what's going on and writerly, poetically, nowhere near, like, all the stuff you guys have down there, which is why I wish I couldn't live down there, but I have a house here, so I'm living here. (laughs) Well, I... I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going on in San Jose specifically, but you're, you know, a couple of stones throw from Berkeley and San Francisco, which, which yeah. has, you know, an incredibly rich, you know, uh, uh, cadre of readings going on. It does. It does. It does. And and that's my fault. You're reminding me of my own lack of getting <laughs> away from out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> And and I also second whatever, I think it was Steve or whoever said, thank you so much for all that you do for all of us. And I love Haikuniverse. Haiku I hope I pronounced it right. And I thank you so much for picking mine occasionally and posting them. So I really enjoy it. Sure. No problem. Thank and you. And I'm glad it's keeping you sane and not out there doing bad things. <laughs> That's why me I'm too. me up too. <laughs> All right, now I feel like I I have to be more somber when I read this because um, I had had some friends, and I used to live in New York City, and I had friends in New York City, two of whom escaped minutes before the, you know, when that they just hit, the plane had just hit the buildings, and they luckily got off the island and were safe, but it was terrifying. So um, I did write a poem. Uh, I wrote a poem for that actual date, which I can't find, but this is a poem written a year later and was published in my first book called Shadow of the Dog I Can't Forget. And it's called Forgive, Move On, Remember. He tells anyone who will listen, forgive, move on, remember. He lost Betty in the attacks, wears her name in big gold letters around his neck. He knows you can't steal a heart fling it against barbed wire, then lay it back down inside a chest. Beat, beat. On Fridays, he cleans her grave, then walks toward Noah's dress, remembering how much she loved Pepsi and the color pink. He carries her fluffy mohair sweater in his backpack, pulls it out when the pain feels like thunder trapped under the skin. He saw her once, staring over his shoulder in a mirror. This is not the only place we're passing through, she said. Love the world still. And so he begins again, telling anyone who will listen, forgive, move on, remember. I'm sorry, Mom was crying. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's poem. Well, no, no apologies necessary, Mary. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm, I'm glad your friends got out, and, uh, and at the very least, art came of it. Yes, I know. I know. Cool. Well, thank you so much for calling in, um, and uh, and I look forward to talking to you next time. I'm glad you checked your email today. Okay. All right, Rick, have a good show, and I'm going to continue listening. <laughs> cool. All okay. right. Take it easy. Over, Bye. Over Bye. That was uh, Mary Kennedy Easton calling from San Jose, California. I'm reading another poem for uh, September Uh, 11th, which of course is today and 15 years ago. All right, uh, before we get to the rest of our callers, as promised, uh, half hour mark here in the show, I want to play a spoken word track. Uh, Ellen Maybe has a new spoken word album out uh, uh, with her with her pal and uh, and uh, co uh, 
collaborator, Robbie, and um, I, I just got my own copy of it uh, last week and uh, listened to the whole thing. I had a really hard time picking which track I was going to play for you, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you the opening track, which is called Myth. Here it is. I ate 
sticky. That was the track Myth from Ellen and Robbie's new spoken word album, Skywriting with Glitter. That's uh, their Southern California uh, uh, partnership. Ellen, maybe, along with her partner, uh, Robbie, um, his last name I, I don't know, and oh, Fitzsimmons, there it is, Robbie Fitzsimmons. Ellen, maybe, and Robbie Fitzsimmons have been collaborating for a few years now. They've got this really incredible album of uh, spoken word um, that you can check out. Uh, go to Ellen and Robbie.com, E L L Y N, and that's A N D R O B B I E.com, Ellen and Robbie.com. You can, uh, the music's available on, on, uh, on, on Bandcamp, CD Baby, all kinds of places. I really enjoyed this album. If you like the vibe of that, it really kind of continues. Uh, Ellen with her kind of um, nouveau beat, uh, a really old vo beat, uh, uh, words and reading style along with uh, music and, and, and singing vocals from Robbie Fitzsimmons. It's really cool. Check it out. If you've got a spoken word track that you want me to hear and consider playing on uh, this segment of our show on Poetry Superhighway Live, then send me an email with the track. Send me an MP3 to rick at poetrysuperhighway.com, and I'll check it out. Um, looking for something that's not just you reading a poem, period, because that's something you can call up and just do as part of the open reading. Looking for something where you've done something a little different, where you've mixed it with music or sound effects, or maybe it's a live recording, whether the audience, uh, the audience's reactions create a different kind of something or other for the, uh, you know, for your poem. Uh, send that to me, and uh, we might play it here on Poetry Superhighway Live. All right. Thank you, Ellen Maybe, for, uh, for that album and, uh, and your work in general. All right, moving along, ladies and gentlemen. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. And uh, our next caller is from the 630 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. We've got two of us. <laughs> this is Mary. I don't know Mary. From, um, I'm near, near Chicago, about 26 miles away. Hi, Mary from Chicago, almost. Yeah, the suburbs. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm Rick. You too. From Los Angeles. Uh huh. Yeah, I've read, read your stuff, and I, I always, I always end up on Monday seeing in my emails that it's, it's, it was last Sunday. So today I'm actually here at my desk. So I thought I would give it a try. Um, cool. I have something different, different than. Um, the other stuff that we've just been hearing, I'm I'm kind of awed by that, especially that last one. That was really different. I really like that. Um, so mine's different. It's li- much lighter, and um, uh, this is inspired by you. So I figured you'd like to hear it. Um, oh your, yeah. Well, you know your big. Po- what was your big poem of last year? Um, my big poem of last year. I don't know. You yeah, got me on that one. <laughs> The biggest I, one. I, I would the biggest one I've seen anyway. Well, you tell me foot, what it is. Fifty fifty foot woman. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. That's uh, oh. that's uh, certainly the biggest character in a poem. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I always I think that you know there's always a second side to everything, and uh, so I thought, 
Well, you know, it didn't seem finished to me. I, I got to add my my two cents to it and uh, see how it how it might have been gone how how it might have gone a little bit different, or um, just uh, another person's point of view. So, um, mine's called the fifty foot man. Nice. You ready? I'm ready. All ready. Okay. Well, I went a fishing and caught me a fifty foot man. He looked a little muddy and had seaweed in his hair, not what I expected to bring up from down there. I was looking for a nice fat salmon, or at least a northern pike, to give me all my omega-3s, not a giant man named Mike. Take me home with you, he cried. My woman's gone, and I almost died. She's taken up with some goofy writer dude, who I hear is somewhat crude, talk about their sex life and all. So I curled up myself in the little ball and rolled down to the river, to contemplate what she sees in him. And what am I, chopped liver? I was hoping to hear that he was fat and bald, sitting around all day being lazy. Turns out he doesn't look too bad, but I think he's a little crazy. And I know crazy folk real well, talking about my cousin Maisie. But you're right, don't do me no good, muddying myself up in the river, he said. Then proceeded to come ashore, where he began to shiver. I don't have no clothes that would fit a 50-foot man, I said with sad lament. So let's go over to the campground. Maybe we can get you a tent. So we borrowed the biggest tent we could find, and he dried himself up by the fire. He started in talking about his lady friend and spoke with such yearning desire. I hear you moaning singing the blues, you big 50-foot man. If you love her and want her back, you got to come up with a plan. So he thought and thought, and I thought he'd sneeze when I spied him sniffing the evening breeze. Pizza, he said. She loves pizza, but not the kind your money could buy. I'll make her a pizza, her favorite kind of pie. But he wouldn't let me see his secret recipe. Pretty soon the whole town came a-running when he baked that delicious deep dish. I was hoping to have some, too. Plum forgot about eating fish. So everybody's here, a-munching and a-crunching, except the 50-foot woman and that crazy writer, Rick. There was tension in the air as people gathered here and there, wondering if they'd come along, and in the end, who'd she pick? Well, they showed up all right. First of all, the little guy almost drowned when he fell in the pizza sauce that was spread all around. Then a loud ouch could be heard, and the 50-foot woman took something out of her mouth. She smiled and then began to sing as she admired her new engagement ring. Needless to say, Rick couldn't top that. Nor did he want to. He'd seen enough combat. Well, shortly thereafter, hearing peals of laughter as we drove out of sight, into the night, that was the end of the chapter. I didn't catch any more 50-foot men, and Rick, well, I had to smile, for when someone brings up the woman, he claims she's no longer my style. As for me, what would I ask, if, ask for if granted one wish? Having some more of Mike's delicious deep dish. Oh, that does sound delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary, I'm so honored to uh, appear in your poem, uh, and I, I think you got it right. I, I, you know, I've decided uh, 50 feet uh, tall is, is really just much too tall for me these days. <laughs> I mean, you have to find a special apartment and everything, you know. It's really, imagine the clothes allowance, you know. Right. You know, I mean, she'd have to get a job for sure. <laughs> that. 
that would help cover some of that that stuff. But um, uh-huh. um, I'm so that wow, that's so cool um, that you that you uh, that you uh, uh, honored my art with uh, with with your own. Um, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It just like like most of the poetry that I write, it just kind of comes out all of a sudden, poof. So you you you're one of the poofs, one of the special poofs. And uh, <laughs> I was <laughs> just glad to be able to share it with people. I figured you'd get a kick out of it. Yep, uh, indeed. All right. Well, uh, any do you participate in poetry readings in the Chicago area or in in your suburb area? Do you go in person? Oh, I really no, I haven't actually. Um, I keep hearing, you know, when I ever watch this and listen to this, um, I keep saying, yeah, I should do that. I should do that. So maybe I will do that. Maybe I should make that a a um, uh, what do you call? It? You can't do it a New Year's thing because we're past even half the New Year. I don't know. Maybe a fall a fall um, request resolution. To, yeah, yeah, fall resolution. Yeah, do it. Okay. Yeah, there's I a lot going that. on in in, uh, in in the Chicago area. So report back and let let us know what you came up with. Okay, sounds good. All right, well, Mary, thanks so much for calling, and I really appreciate it. Enjoyed the poem a lot. Okay, thanks. Take care, Mary. Bye. 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 That was a Mary calling from uh, from the outskirts of Chicago, reading a poem about her encounter with a fifty foot man, uh, in which I, Rick Lupert, appear as a character. Uh, I guess in direct response to my poem, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman, which is also, of course, the title of my most recent book, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman. So uh, check it out, Amazon, my website, blah, blah, blah. Buy a million copies if you don't mind. I'd really appreciate that. I've got some new books coming out shortly, actually. I uh, I tend to put out a, a travel book every year, a book written while on vacation in a place that's, um, that's all poems written um, – in that experience. And so uh, three, two summers ago, we were in the, the Northeast in uh, Vermont and uh, Connecticut and Maine. And I have a book of poems coming out shortly called Professor Clown on Parade. And then uh, last summer, uh, uh, we were in Ireland. And so I have a book of poems from that experience coming out called Romancing the Blarney Stone. And then this past summer, we uh, we just finished a trip to New Orleans, New Orleans, uh, which was amazing, and uh, my book of poems from that experience, which will be called Donut Famine, will be coming out. All three of these books will be coming out simultaneously, like a giant firestorm of poetry, all happening at once uh, from Rothko Press. So look for many annoying announcements about that coming up in the future. All right, moving along. Our next caller is from the 562 area code. Hello, 562. Hi. Um, hello? Hi. Uh, hi, Rick. Um, I'm Jackie Chow, and I was uh, featured uh, on Poetry Superhighway this past week, and yeah. I'm going to read my poem. Uh, hello? I'm yep. sorry. I have a hard time uh, hearing you. You should turn down your computer um, and just listen on the phone. Okay. Um, I'm at a place where people are walking around and it's a little bit noisy, but I think I'm able to hear you right now. Super. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hear uh, your poem, gonna, Jackie. Okay, I'm going to read the poem. It's called The Visitor. You, with the dusty and brown, wind-tussled hair, Burgundy sweatshirt, my alma mater, 
blue jeans and yellow work boots walking down the hall. Slow down, let me ask you, are you a man in your prime? Do you have eyes that reflect me like mirrors? Do you have a macho job like a tow truck driver or a transporter of six people? Are you a well-read Asian in a dark blue van with tinted windows to hide our secret rendezvous? Do you wear Hawaiian shirts like a real Hawaiian? Are you a prestigious doctor despite your rugged look? Are you a poet and an alcoholic at the same time? Will we drink pitchers of beer and write lavish words? Do you cry when nobody watches? Or are you simply a body and a head full of hair, a stranger, a nobody, a visitor of somebody else? Jackie, how cool that you got to read that poem. I really enjoyed it when I read it a couple weeks ago when selecting it for Mm -hmm. Poet of the Week, and and so great to hear you read it with your own voice. Yeah, I'm so honored to be published among a lot of other very talented poets Um, because I do attend a a poet workshop, and I was told about Poetry Superhighway and uh, other people in the workshop that also got their poems published uh, on Poets of the Week. See, the system works. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes we all submit at the same time to the same publication. Oh, that's cool. That's a great (laughs) great way to do it. Um, That's great. Um, Well, Jackie, look, um, I want to get to some more callers before the show's out, but I really appreciate you calling in, and please do so again, okay? Thank you very much, Rick. Thank you. That was uh, Jackie Chow from uh, uh, Pico Rivera, California, who was a Poet of the Week on um, on Poetry Superhighway last week. Um, you can read her poem that she just read online and a little bit about her. She participates in the workshop at the Santa Catalina branch of the Pasadena Library. And um, what a cool thing that they all get together and work on poems with each other and then sometimes actually all submit to the same publication. Um, that's uh, that's really cool. Thanks for calling in, Jackie. All right, moving along. Our next caller is from the 323 area code. Hi, 323. Hi, are we on? We are on. Who's this? this is Ellen and Robbie calling in. Yeah, hi. Thank you so much, Rick. It was so honored oh my to see you in what you said. Robbie's right here. He's here too. <laughs> How's that even possible? This is not. Uh, I know. <laughs> I literally the technology was astounds me. To, I was pulling in to do some work with Ellen today, and she said, We're on the radio right now. And <laughs> so we figured we'd call in and say hi and thank you. Sure, that's so cool. Yeah, I really, I really loved the album. I have to tell you guys, I, I listened to it a few times, and and I, I, I really had a tough time figuring what I was going to play. And um, you know, I learned how well your voice, Robbie, blends with Ellen's speaking. I've I've seen you guys play before, um, a few years ago, I guess it was. And the style which you were doing then is is sort of different from what you're doing now um, a little bit, at least on the recording. And so I, I actually thought on certain tracks that Ellen was singing because the way that the words come out of her mouth flow right into some of the the uh, the singing. So it's just it's really seamless and wonderful, and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. 
Well, thank you. Yes, you thank know, you. She, she has such a melodic quality to her voice. It, it almost comes across as singing, and it's, it's like uh, it feels like this interesting new kind of collaboration that I'm super grateful to be a part of. Me too. <laughs> well, how long? And you guys, how long have you guys been doing this? It's been a while, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I was three years. Yeah, about three years. But I met Robbie his first day in Los Angeles in 2009, like the very first day he ever lived. And in you know, and we started playing in my band, like the band, in 2010. So yeah, we we yeah, this is this whole other each thing is its own different thing. And yeah, it's fun, really cool. Yeah, Ellen's been a part of my LA life since day one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you arrived at the right place in the right time, Robbie. All that's all I have to say about that. Um, cool. Well, so glad to hear your voice. Um, uh, I, I encourage people to go to ellenandrobbie.com and and check out more about you and and get your album. And um, and and so cool that you guys uh, followed up with a call in. Absolutely. Thank yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. playing us. And uh, hello to everybody listening. Yeah. Totally. Ditto. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Take care, you guys. Take it easy. Bye bye. That was a that that was that was Ellen and Robbie themselves calling in. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. Who knew that was technologically even possible? Holy moly! All right. Um, yeah, check them out, ellenandrobbie.com, um, uh, where you can hear all their tracks, and you too can have a difficult time deciding which one you should play on your radio shows. All right, we've got a couple couple more people on the line. See if we can get a couple more poems in before the show's out. Um, our next caller is from uh, the 207 area code. Hello, 207. Hello, it's Ellen Sander from Belfast, Maine. Oh, my gosh. It's just like a festival of Ellen's. I know. Hi, Ellen <laughs> Robbie, I also love your album. <laughs> See, anyway, it's an epidemic. Yes, I know. And Rick, I'm so impressed by all of your uh, poetry projects that are based around places that you've spent an extended period of time. A couple of weeks ago, a poem fell out of my pile that was old enough to vote, which means huh. that I wrote it when, in my many, many years in Southern California. And uh, it's called Snakes in the Rain Plain, and I'd like to read it to you now. Go for it. Streams swelled in the mountains, crossed the hills and urban canyons of Laguna, California, in the rains of 95. Rocks and rubbish from the gutters, styrofoam and gookie condoms, champagne empties from McMansions, from the storm drains and the culverts in the rains of 95. Knots of rattlers swept down from over floating cliffs and hillsides, arroyos, roads, and deer paths, filthy torrent gushing seaward in the rains of 95. Because she lies the lowest, the effing sea is queen of waters. Flooded rattlesnakes clung fast to sticks and flotsam swept a sea in foaming feral spasms in the rains of 95. At high tide, they hit the beaches, not a lot for them to eat there. Didn't like salt water either. Way pissed beached rattlers from the rains of 95. 
They designate the lifeguards of Laguna Beach to bag them with long cuffed gloves and two-foot snake tongs, game faces, and red surf shorts. Such a treat to be a lifeguard in Laguna in the aftermath of rains of 95. Wow, who do you think that poem's going to vote for? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think this, this, this poem likes Hillary Clinton. Good, good. That's, that's probably a, a main thing. Um, and, and, and a sensible people thing <laughs> as well. Um, Ellen, so I'm good to hear her. your voice. Um, I'm, you I'm glad, to, glad to hear stuff. I got, I got just a couple minutes. I'm going to try to squeeze one more caller in, but I'm really glad to hear your voice and your poem. I got you, Rick. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Uh, Ellen Sander from Belfast, Maine, uh, formerly of Southern California. I've got just a couple minutes. Do we have a fairly short poem from the 864 area code? Hi, 864. Hi, Rick. This is Jen. Hi. Jen. Jen Ruby. Jen. Yes, sir. Where are you calling from? I am calling from South Carolina today. South Carolina. Cool. I, I've only got a <laughs> couple story. minutes. I'd, I'd love to hear it. Tell, tell, you got a poem? I got like two minutes left. Yes. Um, today is my baby boy Rex's second birthday, so I want to read this poem um, in honor of him. It's called Baby Rex. My baby boy Rex is so cool, he half smiles and holds his fists up while he sleeps. His hair is soft as feathers, precious eyes the color of the Pacific. Every one of his bodily functions is a joyful triumph to me. Tiny hands and feet, four miracles of God's perfect love. I could not ask for anything more than chocolate milk mustache kisses from a little man who's even cute while pooping. Nice. How old is your boy? <laughs> he just turned two today. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Very cool. Um, what, what city in South Carolina are you calling from? Anderson. Anderson. Um, do you do poetry stuff there? No, I don't. Well, you should. <laughs> I haven't done poetry stuff in a while, but I'll make sure to keep tuning into your blog talks and not forget. Cool. I'm good to hear your voice, um, and Thank and you so I'm much. really glad to hear your poem and um and and call in again. I will. Thank you so much, Rick. Sure, take it easy. That was uh, Jen Ruby calling from Anderson, South Carolina, first-time caller, um, and and uh, reading a poem for her uh, her two-year-old Rex. So cool. Um, all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we are um, just about out of time here. I want to thank everyone from, for calling in. Alex from uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Steve from Los Olivos, California. Mary Easton Kennedy from San Jose, California. Mary from outside Chicago. Jackie from Pico Rivera, California, Ellen and Robbie from here in L.A., Ellen Sander from Belfast, Maine, and Jen, as we just said, from Anderson, South Carolina. Um, our next show is going to be on Sunday, October 16th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific. Um, I will be – that's uh, not an open reading. We'll be announcing the winners of our currently running poetry contest at that time, and, uh, and so stay tuned for that. Our next open reading will be on Sunday, November 13th at 2 p.m., so put that in your calendar and uh, and be prepared to uh, to uh, share a poem. Then uh, definitely enter our contest. Uh, One dollar per poem entry fee. All the entry guidelines 
are online at poetrysuperhighway.com. And uh, the deadline is Saturday, October 1st at uh, midnight Pacific time to both get your poems in and to pay electronically if you're paying via PayPal or Venmo or to, or, they, or if you're sending a check, it has to be postmarked by that day and arrived by, uh, by Wednesday of that week. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great rest of your day um, and uh, happy poetry. Bye.